we've been getting accountability all wrong in the compliance industry. It's not a set of tasks. It's a way of thinking, and it has to come from the heart as well as the head. On Accountability, the Heart of Compliance, Tom Fox and Sam Silverstein dig into what accountability means to the corporate compliance function and business organizations, and most significantly, how to make it an integral part of your culture. Accountability, the Heart of Compliance is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This is Tom Fox. We take things in a little bit different direction today, and we base this podcast on a series of blog posts that Sam wrote about the current crisis in policing in America and how accountability could provide a solution for it. I know you'll find this fascinating. We link to Sam's blog post in the show notes for further information. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back again with Sam Silverstein for another episode of Accountability, the Heart of Compliance. Today, we're going to take up one of the most bedeviling issues in U.S. society today, one that I've been thinking a lot about, and Sam has as well, because he's been writing about it, and that's policing in America. Sam, you seem to have taken a very deep interest in this, but you've taken an interest in it from the accountability perspective. So I wanted to know if we could maybe visit with uh, not only some of your thoughts, but some, what some of your research has turned up. Absolutely. Let's do that. You know that's where I like to go. Can we hold, can we even think about holding police accountable? Does accountability work for the generic police department, for the generic town or city, or the generic society? That's the problem, Tom. We, we, we don't really understand what accountability is, and we keep talking about holding people accountable. You know what? We're responsible for our actions, but we're accountable to people. You're responsible for things. You're accountable to people. Accountability is about leadership, and they're first being accountable to the people they lead and inspiring them to want to be their best, to want to be accountable. So accountability is not what we hold people, but do people have to be responsible for what they do? You bet they do. And you say, well, maybe, Sam, you're just, you're just mincing words here. You're, you're slicing it thin, whatever. No, that's the problem. When we start mixing the word responsibility and accountability, we, we lose sight of what it really is. And when leadership decides that they're going to be accountable to the people that they lead and serve in this case, then things change because all of a sudden leadership sees people differently. They commit to them differently, and they get a different result. Sam, would you characterize this as a failure of all of us or a failure of leadership or perhaps even both? Well, so here's what it is. Accountability is keeping your commitments to people. There, there are 10 relational commitments that we've identified. There are tactical commitments and relational commitments. Tactical commitments are about things. It's about doing stuff. Relational commitments are about people. So one of the relational commitments that's really gone awry um, in 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 public service, but certainly in, in, in policing in America, and there's a lot of great people that are in law enforcement, but it's, it's this commitment to it's all of us, which is a relational commitment. When you fail, I fail. When you succeed, I succeed. And when leaders see the community as a whole through that lens, that means when, when people in the community are failing, when they when they don't have opportunity to to thrive uh, financially, socially, economically, um, educationally, in healthcare, when they can't thrive, 
then, then it's a failure of all of us, and that creates problems. And those problems get manifested in the public sector through the interaction of people and law enforcement. How can we think about beginning to change this, Sam? Well, I think it starts with thinking about people. You know, how do we, how do we create an environment where people are valued? All people, not just the people that live on this side of the tracks, not just the people that, you know, have, have the six-figure jobs. All people. I mean, we're supposedly all creating the same image. We're supposedly all have the same rights in this country. Um, we're supposed to be equal under the eyes of the law, but yet we're not treated equal. And, and that is something that leadership has to take the reins and has to retrain people. You know, if you train people to, to see people as equal, then they will. And if you train people that you don't see people as equal, then they won't. Sam, one of the things that has struck me about this crisis is uh, I certainly have thought about the police response, but in the larger picture, the police work for us. We're the public. They serve us. The municipal governments that hire the police, that sign the contracts with the unions, they work for us. So is it our problem? Is it your problem? Is it my problem? Is it the problem of the people of the city of Houston, the problem of the people of the city of St. Louis or, or any other town? See, here's the thing. So many of us live in our own little protected world. We we don't we don't we don't necessarily see what's going on out there. And so things are right with the world by us. We don't realize what the challenges are because we haven't taken the time to get to know them and um, them being the challenges, but them also being people in other areas. Look, if there's a if there's a community in my city, if there's a part of my town that's not doing well. It's hurting everybody. It's hurting me, too. But, but I might not realize it. You see, the problem is, you take the education system, for instance. Most, most public education is paid for by tax dollars based on property values. Well, great. So my kids live in a house that, that costs more, so they get a better education. And other kids live in a community where the housing is dirt cheap, and they don't even have books in their library. Well, if those kids aren't being educated properly, then then that's going to be a drain on, on society as a whole. I want every all kids to be educated properly, but I have to be willing to do something about it. I have to be willing to leave my neighborhood. I have to be able to, I have to be willing to want to make a difference. And so are these problems your problem and my problem? You bet they are. It's our community as a whole. We can't just live in our own little bubble in our own little shelter. That's not being accountable. And when we're being accountable, then what happens is you and I are, are committing to these 10 relational commitments of which one of them is all of us. If you fail, I fail. If you succeed, I succeed. Well, Sam, that really brings up the next uh, topic or area I wanted to, to visit with you about, which is why do you see the policing crisis in America as an accountability crisis? This goes back to the education of of, of the people on the street. I mean, when it comes down to law enforcement's educated by its leaders, and the question then becomes, are we creating warriors or are we creating guardians? And when you, when you want to connect to it's all of us, then I should be there to protect you. I'm not there to find what's wrong. It's like, are you looking for a way out? Or are you looking for a way in? Are you looking to help someone? Or are you looking to incarcerate someone? Are you looking for the good? Or are you looking for the trouble? Um, 
if someone's got a problem, are you looking to give them a ride home? Or are you looking to find a reason to arrest them? I mean, that that's that's accountability all the way through. It it it, it it's how we see people, and so when we lack in accountability, then we then as leaders at, at any level in in our communities, then what happens is. Every, every place down the line is going to lack in accountability, and that includes all public servants, which law enforcement is part of. Sam, do you have really any thoughts on where we could begin to start? This is difficult, but it means that it's more than, you know, it's more than just us. It starts with us being willing to have a conversation. It starts with us being willing to, to get out of our communities. It starts with us being willing to to meet with other people. When when we were having the problems in Ferguson here in St. Louis, I got in my car, I drove up, I parked in the McDonald's parking lot, which was right in the middle of where things were going on. I went inside, I bought a bag of hamburgers, and I literally stood on the street and, and ate my lunch and talked with people. That was it. And I met all kinds of people, and I discovered challenges and things that I'd never even realize. You hear stories, but until you hear it from someone who's experienced it, you know, the one gentleman who's a teacher in the school up there, he said, how many, how many days a week do your kids, are they unable to do their math work because it's not their day to take their book home, their math book home? I go, well, that doesn't happen. Everyone has the math book. Not up here, they don't. Well, when you take the time to get in a conversation, when to get to, you get to know people, and, and, and another gentleman said, you know what, we all have problems. I need to know what your problems are. You need to know what my problems are. And he's right, because he could probably help me with some of my problems. Yes, he can. And I know I can help him with some of his problems. And that's where accountability starts. Accountability starts when we realize that it means being keeping our commitments to people. And those commitments are relational commitments that, quite frankly, we never even have to verbalize. You don't, but you need to live them if you want to be accountable. Accountable as an individual, accountable as a member of community, accountable as a leader, accountable in law enforcement. It all comes down to understanding those relational commitments, making them, keeping them, and teaching people that you're going to stand by them. Sam, you had a key insight in a blog post, or at least it was a key insight for me, and you articulated it quite, quite frankly, is this is not a law enforcement issue. It's an organizational culture issue. So I wanted to maybe start with why do you see what we perceive to be a law enforcement issue as really a much broader cultural issue? Well, because here's what it comes down to. It comes down to what are these law enforcement um, individuals taught when they, when they put them out on the street? Because, like I said, there are a lot of great people in law enforcement, by far and away, more good than bad. You know, fortunately, you turn on the news, you don't see the, you don't, you don't see all the good, but the bad sure does show up real quick. And so that's what news wants to wag under our, our noses. But here's what it comes down to. Leadership makes a determination. Leadership says we're either going to, we're either going to prepare warriors or we are going to prepare guardians. And, and this, this grew out of some problems in um, the late 80s and into the 90s in California where there were bank robbers and uh, robberies. And, the, you know, the, the, the robbers had automatic weapons and, and the, the law enforcement didn't. And so they were outgunned, literally. And so 
I think that at that point, based on the conversations that I've had with 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 law enforcement professionals, that a lot of a lot of police forces decided to hunker down and they started to uh, you know to 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 get better weapons, better equipment, and and they were taught to approach each and every situation as if it were life and death. Now. Let me tell you, these people, and I admire them tremendously, their life is on the line. I get that. But in my conversation with, with professionals, they, they'll share that, you know, you're really only going to face that situation once, maybe twice in your career. Now, in some areas, it may be more. In some areas, it's less. However, the reality is, yes, do you need to be prepared? Absolutely. But do you confront every individual as if they are a major felon that's where that's where this guardian mindset or warrior mindset comes into play if you're going at it as a warrior then you're going to be confrontational in every relationship and if you're confrontational you're going to get back what you give but if you're a guardian well you know what if someone's staggering and they're it's obvious they've been drinking too much why not just take them home? I mean, that's, that's what I'd want someone to do for me if a friend saw me staggering down the street. Just give me a hand. Be there for me. And then look at what, what that does to the relationship. Look what that does to the relationship in the community. And so I think that's what it's about. I think that when we discover the guardian mindset, then what happens is we see things differently. I'm not saying don't be prepared. I'm not saying don't have the tools necessary to protect your life. I am certainly not saying that whatsoever. But I do think that we can approach situations, that we can approach people in a way that we are serving their best needs as well as the broader needs of the community. Can you re-engage through training? Can you re-engage through dialogue? Can you bring accountability to stakeholders such as community members, such as uh, police officers, police unions, uh, public servants who may be working with the police? Can you have that dialogue with multiple stakeholders? Well, that's what it takes. It takes bringing everyone together. It, it takes leadership in, the, in this community. It starts with the mayor's office. It starts with the the police, the police chief, or or the or you know whatever whatever the the law enforcement organization is, whoever's at the top of that organization. And you mentioned it. It it goes. It starts with the unions that that our law enforcement officers are members of, and the law enforcement officers themselves. It, it has to cascade down through everyone. Everyone has to get on board and say, you know what, we can be better. We can do this differently. We can serve at a higher level. And, you know, okay, this is going to sound crazy, Tom, but what's the expression that our grandmothers used to tell us? You attract more honey, more bees with honey. Um, yeah. Why not contribute to the relationship in the community rather than erode the relationship in the community? And I think, I think that's what it comes down to. You know, it, it's like be there to give a helping hand. And, and when, and when law enforcement is there to give the helping hand, they build relationships, they build dialogue. And then what happens is the people in, in the community realize that law enforcement is there for them, not there against them. And now you become a friend. You become an ally, not a foe. Now, what happens when friends get together? Well, it's a whole different situation than when foes get together. And so this starts at the top. And if, if someone tells me that that's not possible in our society, then they don't get it. 
because we're human beings, all of us, and all we want is respect and be treated as human beings. And those few people that do break the law, those few people that really are doing things that shouldn't be doing, they shouldn't be doing, why does everyone pay the price for that? Let's build deeper, more meaningful relationships in the community. Let's serve at a higher level. Let's be a guardian. And then when necessary, and only when necessary, use force. Well, Sam, this has been a great way to help me think about uh, what I thought was a policing issue, but it's a much broader issue. So uh, thank you, and I look forward to continuing the conversation on this issue. Thank you, Tom. You know, accountability is the highest form of leadership. Everything starts and falls, rises and falls on leadership. And it's never been more true than in law enforcement. And I think there's a lot of leaders out there that get it. And I think that if they keep moving forward, building accountability within their organizations, keeping relational commitments, we'll see a lot of positive change in our communities. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Accountability, the Heart of Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.